Springfield's Talk, 1041 KSGF, the first alert forecast. Today brought to you by Navant, employee benefits that work. Today we've got partly sunny skies. We're hot, 40% chance of showers and storms. High of 93 degrees, a heat index around 100. Tonight, 50% chance of showers and storms, a low of 68 degrees. And tomorrow, sunny, high 85. Darren, over to you. All right. Thanks, Houston. We are uh, joined in studio, as they say, uh, by the mayor of Bolivar, Chris Warwick. How are you doing this morning? Darren, thanks for having me on this morning. No, it's my privilege. Um, so Chris and I served together at Bolivar. Sounds like we're in the Army together. It kind of feels like that sometimes, <laughs> too. That's right. <laughs> but we did. We served the city of Bolivar. I was hired on April 1st, which should have been my first clue, by the way, being April Fool's right. Day. Uh, I was hired on April 1st of 2012, and you were had already been elected, right? Uh, no, 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 not you, yet. You so were elected a couple April, days later. Yes, correct. So. And then sworn in. They're around the 10th, I think. Is yeah, 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 yeah. So you and I went through, were you there Were you there on the day? I was there on the day. That was my first <laughs> required <laughs> vote was the was, day. Was it I, really? It was. Oh, and that's I was awful. like, oh, what did I get myself into here? <laughs> I knew things were bad, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So on uh, after, you know, the second full week that I had been at Bolivar, I, I, I had to I had to fire sixteen uh, percent of the staff because they were just that far yeah. underwater. Correct. And so that was your first vote was to approve that list of Correct. individuals. And <laughs> that was rough. It was it was tough times. I mean we we had some serious issues uh, as you came in and seen. I mean the financial budgets that were being overspent on um you know i think i remember you coming and saying you know we have like sixty four thousand dollars in the bank and we can't make this work yeah you know we i'll never forget so i i i was doing i was actually city administrator for another community and i was approached by the then mayor and the city clerk if i would take a look at the budget to try to help and I looked at the budget, and the city clerk, she said, is it as bad as I think it is? And I said, well, I'm afraid it's actually worse. She started crying right there. We met in a restaurant. She's crying because it was just horrible. And not just uh, not just for the money side of things, but, I mean, the community. Everybody really, I mean, you depend on the community to be able to function. And uh, unfortunately, the previous administration had just simply run the city government completely into the ground. Uh, So when I came in, I tell this story all the time, but uh, after my first hundred days, the newspaper came to see, you know, how are your first hundred days? And, you know, my colorful uh, hillbillyisms. I said, well, when they hired me, they told me it was chicken pox. I was pretty sure it was smallpox. Turns out it was leprosy. <laughs> so in big, you know, black letters across the top of the paper, you know, it's leprosy. Uh, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, <laughs> it was it was bad. Those are tough, tough times, you know. I it mean, was. We were coming out of, uh, you know, the recession in 08, and, you know, things, the cities hadn't prepared, and Bolivar hadn't prepared for downtimes, and that's the biggest thing that I think is important, um, and that I have... Uh, really come to find out is that we've got to prepare 
we, we when we're when we're doing good, we have to prepare for the worst days. Yep. So. You got to hope for the best, plan for the worst. Absolutely. So we were in a position where there was no way the city was about to go bankrupt, and so it was tasked to me to make the cuts necessary to make that happen. I did. You were, uh, like I said, your first vote was to support that effort. But from that point on, it was rough because we had people that we had let go. And, and it was no fault of their own. It just, we didn't have the money. Didn't matter. Um, and then, you know, we dealt with, cities have always got stuff. All cities are either in trouble, coming out of trouble, or heading into trouble. And it's a cycle. And that's just all there is to it because you're dealing with people. So we saw, crying out loud, so many things that we had to deal with. And you were right there with me every step of the way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we, done, we dealt with a lot of things. Um, you know, I kept remembering, uh, today I remember mainly is those days where you'll say, there'll come a time where all you have to worry about is nuisances. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you know that's where, where I think we are today. Um, we've, we've established a lot, uh, for the community of Bolivar. Um, you set a, a course for us. Um, I was then elected mayor mm-hmm. in 17. Um, and then from there, um, you know, we were still having struggles financially. We were trying to figure out what we were going to do. Um, the idea was, uh, brought before us, um, that, you know, we needed to find some, some cash to get, to be able to take care of these debts that we had. Um, and the biggest thing was, is where do you find that kind of money? I mean, we had $11.5 million in debt with the city. Uh, $6.5 million of that was on a, on a pool that all we were doing was paying interest on. That I mean, neither you, you nor I wanted. Exactly. <laughs> we're not responsible <laughs> for it. We wasn't responsible for it, but we had to deal with it. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we dealt with it the best we can. Um, so we were looking for those dollars in 17, um, and the idea was brought up by an alderman that, you know, we, we need to sell some property. I was like, we don't have enough property to sell the, you know, to, to come out of this debt like that. Um, and so the idea floated around, I think what was proposed by me and city administrator at the time, why don't we look at selling the utility? So, um, we sold the city's utility. Unfortunately, that's not an ideal aspect of what you want to do. Um, but today, um, we're sitting at, uh, 7.5 million of cash flow in, in the bank account. And then we have 17 and a half million dollars in investments, um, for a city. Absolutely no debt today. We've paid off that 11 and a half million dollars. Those dollars, the city council and myself has said, those dollars are still an asset that we have to keep that in mind that these dollars aren't to be spent for just anything. Let's use interest. If we've got to do anything to, to prop up the community, let's use that. Um, so that's where we're at today. And, you know, um, I've learned, um, through my own personal experiences, um, I'm a self, um, self-employer. Um, I have, uh, started my business in 2007 or two, excuse me, 2005. Um, but my first employee on in 2007, um, from there we have grown to be at 11 man strong company. Um, so we're continually uh, growing as Warwick electric out of Bolivar and, uh, we're doing well. Um, but it hadn't always been that way. Um, in 2000, as I talked about earlier, 2008 through 2010 was tough times for Warwick Electric, um, we'd got into moving from what we had been doing in residential world for quite a while and moved into uh, commercial. Mm-hmm. And so um, that commercial transition for a small business that hadn't or been in that area 
was eye-opening and got 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 deep i got in deep and was struggling yeah uh, but we've came through it we're doing well today um and so i i've a lot of success has happened uh with myself and my family my wife's been a school teacher yeah. uh, since uh, early 2000s um she graduated from sbu there well it's amazing what hard work and uh planning for the future recognizing you got hope for the best plan for the worst it's amazing how that works out over and over again uh we got to take a quick break and then when we come back uh we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more with chris concerning um what the future holds and what that looks like uh, we're gonna do that uh with you all right here on ksgf 1041 Good morning, I'm Color 10's Jesse Inman. Here's what's making news on your Tuesday. Missouri State University is using part of its history to build part of its future. MSU has saved all the concrete from renovations of the 50-year-old Temple Hall. It'll be ground up and used as the base of the basement for the new addition to the $50 million Roy Blunt Hall project. The university expects to save about 2,000 tons of material from going into the landfill. The project is estimated to be done next fall. Eleven days from now, drivers can expect major traffic impacts as MoDOT goes to work on repairing the sinkhole near James River Freeway and Highway 65. From September 16th through the 22nd, westbound lanes between 65 and Glenstone, along with both Highway 65 ramps to James River Freeway, will be closed. For Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. All right, we are back here uh, with you all here on KSGF 1041, the Nick Reed Show. And uh, we have the American Transmissions Talking Text Line 417 447 5743. And love to hear from you. Uh, this morning we have with us in studio uh, Mayor Chris Warwick. And. Uh, Chris and I worked together in Bolivar. We kind of talked a little bit about that, uh, the beginnings of uh, how we both uh, came to know each other, but how we worked together to be able to, it sounds so arrogant and big-headed, I hate to say it this way, but, you know, we saved the city. And we, we just did. I mean, it, was, it was, was in need of it. it. Yeah, it was in bad shape, and uh, you were a huge part of that. And then you were elected mayor before I left, okay. and... Um, I left shortly, I left that same year, not because of you, <laughs> in spite of, and, I, and I'm going to say this, and this is, this is true, I've worked for multiple cities, I've had multiple mayors, and I believe you were the best mayor I was able to serve with. Well, thank you. And I, I mean that sincerely. I don't, you know me well enough know to know I don't, I don't blow smoke. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't hand out compliments well. Um, but, um. Now, now you're in a situation where you're you're looking to do something else. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I made an announcement about a month and a half ago um, to uh, go ahead and make a run for state rep in the 128th district. Okay, um, and so that's Polk County and Southern Hickory. Yeah, um, that's so. I just like to come up to the state and hopefully be able to help out just as i've helped out in our community in bolivar you bet um, and so that's kind of what i'm focusing on well that's great and i think you'd make a great addition to the house um we need more conservatives you know um a few weeks ago oh crying out loud it's been six or seven weeks ago now uh i actually went to see uh the the movie about the um what's it called 
about the kid about the uh, the sex trafficking in the kids. What was that movie called? Full blown mature moment right here. It is falling out of my head. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, and it's good if you can do it in public on the air right. where thousands and thousands of people <laughs> hear you sound like an idiot. That's the best possible time to do it. Uh, at any rate, <laughs> I went to see that movie. And at the same time, of course, was playing the Barbie movie. And you've got you've got me and others of like-minded, you know, concern. And then in this, everybody's wearing pink to go see Ken and Barbie. You know, and the 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 metaphor in person could not have been more stark as to who's who. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you want to go see the Barbie. What do I care? But the fact that some people pay attention to such things and other people are absolutely oblivious because they're distracted by whatever um, entertainment or 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 pop culture. Uh, distraction is right in front of their faces is amazing to me and one of the things i've always appreciated about you is is that you're willing to get down to work and you want to focus on the problems at hand and that was true when we worked together and it's continued to be true after i left bolivar and you've 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 always been able to do that we need that in the house and and i think you'd make an outstanding uh, addition to to the to the house floor um yeah I look forward to it. I mean, I think the aspect, uh, I think even my career has kind of made it uh, set up. I'm a, by nature, I'm a, or by, by trade, excuse me, I'm actually an electrician. And mm-hmm. so one of our main things is to troubleshoot. And so that's what I feel like I've done for the city of Bolivar. What's the problems? How, what, what, what options do we have to fix these problems? And then go to work on making those problems right. So sure. I think the same thing um, is what I want to bring to the, to the house. So what what motivated you to consider this? I mean, what was it that why do you want to be? I know I know why you're qualified and and I know why you'll make a good one, but um why do you want to be? Because to be straight, you said when that first vote you took there in, in Bolivar, you know, what have I gotten myself into? Um if you win election to the house, that moment will come again. You bet. I mean, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> you bet. Well, you know, I, I want to be there. Um, you know, the, the main thing is, um, you know, just had the the turn of Road versus Wade. Um, I want to make sure Missouri stays um, in line with that right to life. Um, that's important to me. Um, it's important, I think, uh, tax reform. Um, specifically, I've always been an advocate for an income tax reform, so I'd like to, you know, help with the uh, conservatives that are trying to bring reform in that area. Um, mm-hmm. And then education. Uh, as I was talking about earlier in the first segment there was my wife's in education. I've seen that since early 2000, what that's looked like, what's worked, what hasn't worked. Um, so I'd like to help bring that mindset and that her 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 concerns to the house to say, you know, these, these are areas in which we know. And I know that, I mean, the, the house is working on those things. They're, they're diligently making sure that um, we're making things better for our teachers and for our students and for the parents of our students. Mm-hmm. And so I want to be a part of that. That's what's bringing me to this time in my life where I believe I could be of assistance at that area. Sure. And by the way, everybody, uh, I've had several people text me that it is The Sound of Freedom, and that is the name of the movie. <laughs> there you go. Sound of Freedom. So right. I'm cool. I got it. Thank you. <laughs> Phone's blowing up over here. 
uh, yeah, just totally lost my mind there for a second. Um, and, and you're in a position in life, your children have now gotten older. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got two boys that are married, right? Correct. Yeah. Which is that's, nuts. It is crazy to think that, you know, they were a little bitty the they, first they were, day that we <laughs> started working together in Bolivar. No. And your youngest uh, and wasn't my, even born right, yet. Correct. And so I've had two girls, uh, since, and so we've got uh, a girl in middle school about to be in high school next year. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just crazy. And then our, uh, youngest, um, still has another year of what Bolivar calls intermediate school, which is mm-hmm. third through fifth. So she'll be, she's a fourth grader this year. So, you yeah. know, you know, it's important to me, um, that not only my kids, um, as students are, are getting the education they need, but it's also important to me for all students in Missouri that we're really doing what's best for them to be able to make sure that they're meeting the marks that, um, uh, we, we expect them to meet. Yeah. Um, and whether that's at home, you know, from homeschool families teaching there, or whether that's at um, the local level and our school boards giving them the facility, giving them the abilities to to set the curriculums that they need to set on that level. I mean, one of the things. I mean, Bolivar is right in the center of Polk County, second in agriculture on beef farming. That's um, a huge aspect to our state. Um, and I think it's not recognized enough by a lot of folks. Uh, the governor's done a lot to bring that recognition into into Polk County. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we're, we're always right up there first and second in the state on cattle production. Yeah. And that's important. You know, we need to make sure that our, our farms are being taken care of. So, yeah. And, you know, the 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 the, the concept of education is such a big deal. I'm going to be talking about that in the next hour because education reform is one of the things that we're going to be dealing with. And and you are kind of unique because, yes, your wife is a teacher. And so you have family and your own household depends on um, the public school system the way that it is. But you still have an open mind about maybe maybe we could do it better, Absolutely. Uh, which is not common. Yeah. <laughs> Just it's not. Um, well, if we're not looking to see how we can do things better, I mean, we're, we're not providing a good service for our communities and for the people of Missouri. Um, and so, I mean, we, whether, whether we think we have, even if we think we're perfect in what we're doing, if we're not looking to say, are we perfect? And if we aren't, how do we make us better? That's that's where we need to be. Yeah, I've I've always said that the administration of governance is the eternal search for the better way. Absolutely. I mean, the only way we don't have room to grow is because we've got it all figured out. And I've been in government long enough to know that's 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 not even remotely possible. The doofuses that you know we've had to deal with over the years. There's uh, uh, is it doofuses or doofi? Uh, the 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 we had to deal with there's no way there's not room for improvement Uh, and and that's true in in education as well but if there's one phrase i hate worse than anything else it is we've always done it that way oh i've heard that a lot (laughs) i hate that with a passion i agree with you there i mean that's i mean you've got to be looking at what betters you know the same thing over and over is what yeah. insanity right 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 <laughs> of doing the same thing expecting a different result right i mean and that's that's where we are we're expecting a different result from things that we've always been doing you bet and so we've really got to look to see well now how do we do that better you bet you bet well hang on chris we're going to come back after the bottom of the hour messages and um uh, 
appreciate you being here. We're going to be right back with you and with Chris here and you all uh, in just a few moments here on KSGF. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Springfield's Talk, 1041 KSGF. The first alert forecast today brought to you by St. Clair, the Ozarks. Today we're partly sunny and hot, 40% chance of showers and storms, a high of 93 degrees, a heat X of 100. Tonight we'll be at 50% chance of showers and storms, a low of 68 degrees, and sunny tonight, high of 85. Back to you, Darren. All right, so we are here with uh, Chris Warwick, who is the mayor of Bolivar, and he's running for the state representative of the 128th, and that's Polk County. That's Polk County, Southern Hickory County. And so, what part of Hickory? I mean, it's just a little bit, right? So just a little bit and Hermitage. What so, is It does have yeah, it Hermitage? It does Hermitage, and it's, 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 when you look at the map, it's like, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all yeah. of Palm de Terre Lake, you know, just just above it, and then Hermitage. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, okay, so so then, and so you're from, I mean, you're from Bolivar. Yeah, I'm from Bolivar. So I graduated high school from Bolivar. Um, you know, my, uh, was born out in Alton, Illinois. Um, my uh, father moved us to uh, Bolivar uh, for CMA Citizens Memorial Hospital. Uh, he was a registered nurse. Um, he had been um, one of the states leading when he was younger and when I was first born. He was actually one of the first IV teams. He would go around training nurses to, mm. to do that. And so anyway, so then he got picked up and brought over to CMH, Citizen Memorial Hospital, right in Bolivar. I was in middle school at the time, started seventh grade in Bolivar, uh, went through uh, middle school, got into high school, uh, was playing football, you know, just enjoyed that part of my life, and then became captain of the football team in my senior year. Um, with me and four other guys, we helped lead that team to uh, quarterfinals, um, and so we've had a lot, we had a lot of success there. Um, then, from that point, I mean, I've been a hard worker. I worked on um, hay farms, hauling hay for farmers mm-hmm. throughout the community. Um, worked in uh, the seed house uh, there in Bolivar Pennington Seed. Arville Gardner had at the time late nights hauling the fescue out i'm mm-hmm. so not 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 scared of hard work whatsoever i've been doing it since i was we high to a grasshopper yeah <laughs> and you were you <clears throat> so you've worked you've worked all through the community and uh then own your own business and uh so so you work and it's warwick electric mm-hmm. and um so how how does that work if you are elected how do, how does your business handle itself if you're gone half the year? You bet, you bet. So um, with that, I mean, I've got eleven people who work for me, excellent guys. I've got foremen that run the projects on all the day to day activities. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm managing and moving people into those positions uh, that manage as well. I'm looking at hiring an office manager who will be able to take care of those day to day operations that I do specifically. Um, and then put other people in those places to, to facilitate what I'm doing. But um, your son so, is one of those individuals yeah, that you rely on heavily <laughs> he, too, right? He is, yeah. And actually he's uh, in his uh, second semester at uh, OTC, um, and so he's going to the trade there. Um, he's learning electrical, uh, getting his le- electrical certification 
uh, through their program there. And so that's, that's important. He's, he's decided that, you know what, this is an area I want to be in. And so that's, that's been nice. You know, when he first got out of school, he's like, no, I want to be a computer programmer. And so he went and done a little bit and started his education in that and decided that's, I don't want to sit behind a desk (laughs) the rest of my life. So he come back to me and said, dad, you know, I think I'm gonna go with plan B. I'm like, plan B, what's plan B? And he's like, I'm gonna come work for you. (laughs) I'm like, okay, sounds great, son. (laughs) I'm gonna take over your business is what plan B is. That's right. So, so, uh, because I mean, it's a big deal Mm -hmm. because when you go to the, everybody thinks, oh, you're, you're representative. You must make a lot of, you know, you don't make hardly anything. Um, and, um, People say, well, yeah, but it's a part-time job. Not if you're doing it right, you know. I mean, <laughs> you have meet- I have meetings every day, phone calls all day long, text messages, you know, emails. And if you're actively serving your, your constituency, it, it really is a full-time gig. It just doesn't pay like one, which is fine. It's not about the money. But a lot of people don't understand that. And so when they, when they say, I'm going to run for office, uh, you have to have other sources uh, to Absolutely. be able to to be able to take care of things, and so that's that's one thing. So we've covered your background, we've covered your family and uh, your um, your your business and your experience. What about your political philosophy? How do you describe yourself? What do you what do you see yourself as? Uh, I, I describe myself as a conservative Republican. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wanting to make sure that we're continually uh, making sure that we're keeping government small. And making sure that regulations aren't getting out out of hand, because I mean, when it comes down to our small businesses, they they don't have the capacity as as I have seen. You know, you, every day you're out trying to make things happen. You don't have the ability to go through and make sure that you're meeting all the regulations that is being imposed at the state level and things. So we need to make sure that we continue to keep those small, um, so that we're doing better for for small business and allowing them to do what they do best, because. In the reality of things, it's our small business that makes our communities grow and continue to prosper. Um, and that's, that includes the farmers, that includes um, small retail, that includes um, our office folks. Those folks that are servicing our communities, we need to make sure we're looking out for them. Okay. we got to take another quick break, and when we come back, we're going to finish up with uh, Mayor Chris Warwick and uh, his run for the State House in State District, State Representative District 128 there in Polk County and southern part of Hickory. Um, but we've got to take care of these messages first. We'll be right back right after this. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. All right, so we are back here on KSGF 104.1 with the Nick Reed Show. Nick is not on today. He is uh, vacationing, taking a well-deserved day off. And um, I'm Darren Chapel. I'm filling in for him today. Have with us uh, Chris Warwick, who is a candidate announced uh, for the 128th District, which is in Polk County and Hermitage, uh, the Hermitage area, southern part of Hickory County. Um, but... You you were talking before the break um, the the concept of be, being conservative and trying to keep government contained as small as possible, uh, reducing the burden of regulation tax burden as much as possible on the citizenry and and everybody says that right. 
Chris, if if everybody who ran as a conservative actually were, we wouldn't have the problems that we do in Jeff City. Um, <laughs> I mean, it just everybody's a conservative when they're running for office. Somewhere between the primary and the general, they lose that, and for in so many cases, and and we just don't have, we don't have near enough conservatives in Jefferson City. We've got 111 Republicans, and out of that, there's maybe 30 of us that consistently vote conservatively. Almost everybody will vote as a conservative on something, but to consistently vote conservatively and to put the Constitution first, there's, you know, like I said, maybe 30 of us on a good day. And and that's part of the problem. People say, well, why can't you get more done with a Republican supermajority? Well, because there's a huge difference between being a Republican and being a conservative. That's why. And um, not all of us are. So when I hear somebody say what you said, I kind of roll my eyes a little bit usually because I've heard that so much. The difference with you, however, is you actually are. Correct. And I've seen you I've seen you be one up close and personal. So tell us some of the things about Bolivar, not just while you've been mayor, but things you've continued while you've been mayor and as an alderman for the man, it's been well, 11, 12 years yeah, going on. So um, tell us some of the things about Bolivar that you're proudest of uh, maintaining the conservative viewpoint. You bet. So, you know, um, city of Bolivar, um, which I didn't start, but we've been able to continue to keep, and that's property taxes at zero. Um, that's that's a huge aspect for a community. Um, a lot of people don't recognize that. They still say, hey, I'm paying property tax. Well, you, you're paying property tax to the county. The city set that zero. We we just did that at the, uh, well, it's actually taking place this month, but last meeting in August, we, we set that as, as a city council at zero. Okay, I just we just need to pause for just a second <laughs> because uh, that's the way it was when I was there too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know of another community that does that. Now, I'm sure there is one. I just don't, I, I don't know of another one that just has 0.0 mills as the as the property tax rate and the the city does you know every legally required time the city council comes together and says okay what's our property going to tax going to be now 0.0 and it's been that way for 20 years 30, yeah almost or 30 now. almost 30 yeah, now almost 30 yeah now. wow so, yeah, time flies it does <clears throat> but so so i mean that's a huge deal because so, yeah, property to keep, you bet keeping people in that mindset not looking out to, to grab more dollars you know that's that's an important and they can. they can yeah oh they, they could they, they could easily do that they can just it just, it, it just takes a vote of a majority okay. vote so under your leadership that's still 0.0 mills which right. is crazy but yeah it's yep. great crazy good yeah and so we're a sales tax base uh community mm-hmm. um two and a half cents is all we've had um since the time you were there to the mm-hmm. time we are now um you know we did um we, we were having troubles um as you can, can recall general fund was always propping everything up and trying to make things work there um and in in 18 we had a lot of dollars in capital um, that we were just continually, we got, how do we spend this money? Cause we got to do something with it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, let's look at reallocating that. Let's, let's put that into general. So we went to the, to the populace and said, Hey, we, we want to 
change directions of what the, what we're using these funds for and put them in a general because we have to pay for our fire department. Our fire department, as you know, under um, our leadership there, was the first time it became a full-time fire department. We, we created it. Absolutely. Out of, out out of, of nothing. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, so how we, we, need to, we need to continue to keep this service. How can we do that? So we took those capital dollars and moved it over into general legally. You know, mm-hmm. um, people, state, uh, cities possibly can do that because you got restricted funds and unrestricted funds. It can't right. happen. But anyway, with that said, you know, we I've been able to, through um, our, our local agencies, be able to keep no sales tax increases as well. Yeah. Um, and so that's important, um, you know, when we're talking about the conservative mindset, you know, being able to maintain a budget and work through those areas. Because we never had a tax, I've never had a tax increase that I proposed or supported ever um, in my career. And even after I was gone, y'all maintained that same mindset. It's one of the biggest things about um, when you go to a city, a city administrator, and you try and fix things, and you turn the city around, and you get it all set up, and then you leave, and you go, well, let's see how fast this gets unraveled. But frankly, Tracy Slagle, who took over from me, she fantastic city administrator, and you were still there and you were mayor. You all just kept going on exactly the same way because we all shared the same conservative mindset as to how government, again, ought to be. Uh, not just how it is, but how should it be. And uh, so, so I know that it's when you talk about limited government, limited role of government, and um, maintaining the uh the the idea that the citizenry ought not have to pay for more than what they need and then leave everything else alone i know you believe that because i've seen you do it mm-hmm. so that's uh that's refreshing because that does that doesn't happen very often at all we got to take another quick break and then when we come back we're going to wrap up this hour uh with uh chris work and we'll be right back after these messages you're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. All right, so we've been uh, visiting with uh, Chris Work, who's the mayor of Bolivar and running for the House seat in the 128th District in Polk County in the southern part of Hickory. And, um, you know, as, as, as we approach the election, I mean, you're, you're going to be... You're gonna be knocking doors, a ton of doors. You gotta, you gotta fundraise. It's just part of the deal. Uh, I know you're working with some good people, and I know you've got a lot of support. But um, how do you see, how do you see yourself in this process and and moving into the election cycle itself? Because it's not your first time. So you've you've run for office and won and been successful and been reelected, and so. All that's true, but how how do you see yourself going into this? You know, I've, I feel pretty good. Um, you know, we're going to be out at uh, Country Days next weekend mm-hmm. in Bolivar, so anybody that's out and about can come see us there. As sure. For the, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll have a tent there, so if anybody wants to come and visit with me, I'm happy to visit with folks. And, you know, that's what I want to be. I want to be able to be someone they can come to. I mean, that's what we're doing, right? We're representing the people, and so I want to make sure that I'm hearing their concerns. And so that's what I, I see myself being right there, ready to uh, take the criticism along with taking the attaboys when they when and if they come. Sure. <laughs> you know, and so um, overall, you know, we'll be out uh, with our campaign 
uh, moving through the process um, as as everybody does. Um, we'll be knocking doors. We'll be putting up signs um, as it gets closer. Uh, but yeah, as you said, right now fundraising is where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, it takes a lot of dollars uh, to to purchase those signs, to purchase the ads, to be able to maintain uh, a presence so folks know what what I believe and where we're going. And so, you know, that conservative mindset is really where I'm at. I want to make sure folks know that. And that's what I want to uh, be able to bring to the house. Sure. And it occurred to me, we we never said this. I want to be clear. Uh, Mike Stevens, who's currently the state rep, but because of term limits, he's not eligible to run again. So you're not trying Correct. to I'm take not trying out to take out a seated <laughs> a seated Republican. No, I'm not. Bolivar, doing that. <laughs> Bolivar's pharmacist. You're not trying yeah. to do that. Mike's a Mike's a nice guy, um, and uh, so that it's not it's not that. Correct. This is just it's an open seat. Correct. It'll be an open seat come next year, and so those are areas in which and then and then won't I, I won't actually be seated until 25 if I win the election. Right. Um. So yeah. So that's what we're looking at. But yeah. So this. So right now I'm in that. You know, in that six months, eight months of raising uh, funds right now. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You know about that, don't you? <laughs> I do. I do. So um, anything else that you want us to to know about you or the, the 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 campaign or or what you hope to achieve? Anything else that we've not talked about? Um, you know, I think it's important uh, that folks know that you know I, I say what I mean and I do what I say. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, most of uh, my customers that I've I've gained over the years understand that. Um, it's been important to me in a business world. Um, I think most of uh, constituents that I've dealt with as mayor um, and as alderman. And when they come to me with problems, I've tried to address that and take care of those immediately and, and do the best I can to be able to provide an answer for them. Even mm-hmm. if I can't fix it, I want them to have an answer. Right. Um, and so those are important aspects for me. Um, so those are the things that I intend to, to bring to the House, you know, be able to have the ability uh, to let our constituents really know, you know, somebody's out there working for them. And right. small business um, is huge. Farmers are huge that I want to make sure, again, as I stated earlier, Agriculture in Polk County is huge, also up in Hermitage. Those are areas in which we need to make sure that we're watching out for those farmers in those areas. Sure thing, sure thing. Well, Chris, I appreciate you coming in. Uh, It's always good to visit with you, and I'm glad uh, uh, to be able to kind of introduce you to the KSGF listeners. Um, You're you're a good man, and uh, there's not very many individuals that i would say that about well, thank you darren I uh, but that. you are and uh i i appreciate you and your family um the only thing about your family that bothers me at all is the fact that your kids are growing up so fast and it just makes me realize how old we're getting <laughs> right but uh but i think you'll make a good state representative for polk county i know you're i know you're a good representation of the community but i also know you're a good public servant right. with the right heart and the brains to be able to see the the problems and address them so um i'm 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 hopeful that you'll be there with me in january of 25 that'd be great that'd be awesome we get to work together again (laughs) you kidding me that'd be very good well i appreciate the invite i appreciate being able to be here and and talk to your listeners um if any of them i'm always available they can reach out to me so So, what uh, facebook uh, so facebook um warwick for uh, 128 they can find me there my website warwick for missouri 128 
um, they can find me there. Or, um, so you've been calling me Chris, but as the campaign aspect, I go by my legal name, which is Christopher D. Warwick. Um, a lot of people, uh, oh, you're a junior because my dad's Christopher. Well, no, he's Christopher L. So. <laughs> All right. so anyway, that's where we're at. Thank you again. No, no, my privilege. Thanks for being here. We're going to take a uh, top of the hour break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about some legislative issues that are coming up for the next year uh, in the state of Missouri, and we'll be right back after these messages. 